no matter what time of day you're listening to this, um, we're just gonna like stop right now. Uh, could be the morning, could be the middle of the day, could be driving somewhere, um, could be the evening, you could be on your way to go do something that makes you feel kind of anxious, and uh, we're just going to invite the Holy Ghost in right now. Father God, I just I just invite you in, not only right now uh, in, in my own life, God, um, but God, even more in the lives of everybody listening to this right now, in Jesus' name, God, thank you. Mm. I thank you, Father God, that we have rest in you. Rest that's real. Rest that doesn't come from anywhere else, God. Thank you. Thank you for loving us, God. In Jesus' name, you're awesome. Oh, yeah. God loves you. I just, I just, man, I just speak a deeper revelation of the love of God over you in Jesus' name. Um, man, just the peace of God, like that deep peace, that, um, that feeling, right? But that, that, that thing that's more than a feeling that, uh, transforms who we are. So we get to like become it even when we don't feel that way. Um, yeah. Thank you, Father God. You're awesome. At any point, at any point, um, if we're, if, if, if we're off, like if, if we realize that we're off at any point in the day, like, okay, this isn't right. Like we see that, get to step right back into it, right back with him. God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for showing me this. You're amazing. You're really good. Um, and like this, <laughs> I did not plan on talking about any of this. This is just, just God blasted right in the beginning. So we're going to go through um, um, Hebrews 9. And um, we've kind of had some structure to this, I think, in the past in the past couple of days. We've just been going through Hebrews. Um, God's been showing me all this stuff in the morning, and then I want to share it. Uh, not all of it, but some of it definitely. <laughs> so we're going to go for it. Could be, man, I think we went through like, I think we went through like three chapters this morning. This might be kind of long. I don't really know. We'll see. And no matter how long it is, it's going to be good because um, God's, he's right here. <laughs> so in chapter nine, uh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back a little bit. We got, we don't have to here. Like it would make sense to just start there, but I think it's, yeah, it'll be good. So we got this like beautiful promise from God right here. Um, the day is coming, says the Lord, when I'll make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I have made with their ancestors. When I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt, they did not remain faithful to my covenant, so I turned my back on them, says the Lord. But this new covenant... I will make with the people of Israel on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, You should know the Lord, 
for everyone from the least to the greatest will already know me, and I'll forgive their wickedness, and I will never again remember their sins. Say, God, I want that. God, I want, I want to see that. <laughs> I want, like, oh man. Um, okay, so like, like some of this, some of this we've we've got right now, but there's like more um, that hasn't come into effect yet. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, "You should know the Lord," for everyone from the least to the greatest will already know me. Oh, yeah, God does good stuff. God makes good promises and keeps them. When God speaks of a new covenant, it means that he has made the first one obsolete. It is now out of date and will soon disappear. Now we're going into chapter 9, the old rules about worship. Now this is going to get kind of wordy in here, but um, it's it's really good and it's, and it's here for a reason. Um, yeah. The first covenant between God and Israel had regulations for worship and a place of worship here on earth. There were two rooms in that tabernacle, the tabernacle being the big tent um, where, this, where this happened. In the first room were a lampshade, a table, and sacred loaves of bread on the table. This room was called the holy place. When we say yes to God, we're in Christ. That's who we are now. <laughs> and God, God, like, he, like, flipped the sirens on right here, man. And I'm like, what is this, what is this like in me, God? What is this lampstand in me? What is this table in me? What are these secret loaves of bread inside of me, God? I, I want to know. <laughs> this room was called the holy place. There was a curtain behind the, the curtain. It was the second room called the most holy place. We got the most holy place. That's, oh, we are a temple of the living God. What's inside of us? Let God just speak to you right now. In the first room were a lampstand, a table, and sacred loaves of bread on the table. This room was called the holy place. There was a curtain, and behind the curtain was the second room called the most holy place. In that room were a gold incense altar and a wooden chest called the Ark of the Covenant, which was covered with gold on all sides. Inside the ark were a gold jar containing manna, that, like, bread stuff that fell from the sky, Aaron's staff with sprouted leaves, and the stone tablets of the covenant, the agreement, the promise. Above the ark were the cherubim of divine glory, those like angel-looking things, whose wings stretched out over the ark's cover, the place of atonement. Atonement being like making amends for a wrong or injury. And then he says, but we cannot explain these things in detail now. So like that, that whole thing, everything that was going on in that tent, all that like trippy vision type stuff, I mean, it was like physical objects, but um, what was happening in there was not. Um, that's all like, that's us now. We are that. 
<laughs> now that now that Christ has come, we're in him, he's in us. This is this whole this whole process is happening inside of us. God, thank you. I thank you that I don't have to go into a church to worship you. I thank you, God, that um that I don't have to go to a priest um, and tell him what I did wrong and then he go and, and do the whole forgiveness thing and sacrifice animals. Um, I thank you that this whole process, God, is complete inside of me. Oh, when these things were all in place, the priests regularly entered the first room as they performed their religious duties, but only the high priest entered the most holy place and once a year, and he always offered blood for his own sins and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance. By these regulations, the Holy Spirit revealed that the entrance to the most holy place was not freely open as long as the tabernacle and the system it represented were still in use. This is an illustration pointing to the present time, for the gifts and sacrifices that the priests offer are not able to cleanse the consciences consciences, I think that's how you say it, of the people who bring them. We'll read the rest of this before we go into it. For the old system deals only with food and drink and various cleansing ceremonies, physical regulations that were only in effect until a better system could be established. And this thing with um, our, our sense and right of wrong, sense of right and wrong, the, the conscience is like there's man God has like God has already like just like blasted me with this in the past and like he like got me with it again um in like greater power this time through um so I was looking up the uh the Greek for this like in the in the original translation and and it it it, it basically like describes the the word conscious so like um uh, like being awake and conscience as like um, they're, they're basically like using kind of intertwined so you have this one like being awake being aware and then you have this other one the sense of right and wrong and they and they, they kind of go right together with that and uh, if I'm losing you right now uh, just stay with it we're going to bring this together at some point God will do it so uh, so it's like it's it's so powerful um the gifts and the sacrifices that the priest offer were not able to cleanse the consciences of the people who bring them so like the sense of right and wrong there was still that guilt and there was still that um there was still that shame that was never lifted from the people um, and they would make the same mistakes over and over again, and they would constantly have to uh, go ask God for forgiveness. And now what we have in Christ with this final sacrifice once and for all that's been done is, um, is it's not that way anymore. <laughs> it's not. We get to be free of that, man, from the guilt, from the shame, from making the same mistakes over and over again, but going on to... And, and, and living living in, in, a, in a place of maturity and growing more and more mature every single day. Um, so we're, we're in, increasing in our awareness of what's right and wrong. And also we've, we've got that, that freedom um, from, from what we've done in the past that 
that not only makes us feel good, right, but also keeps us from making those same mistakes over and over again. He's really good. God, I thank you that's for us today, that it is finished, man, that this is what you've already done, and we get to just um, we, we get to just receive deeper revelation uh, from you, God, every single day. It's, it's a really good thing. And then we'll go on a little bit more. Um, so Christ now has become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He entered the greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of this created world. With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption, our freedom from everything we've done wrong forever, made it right. Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer. <laughs> that word just gets me. Could cleanse people's bodies from the ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. So that we can just be focused on Him with everything. Um, and in our thoughts, in our speech, in our time alone with Him. Uh, wherever we are, there's that song. It's like, I just want to be where you are. We are, man. <laughs> We're so where He is. Um, and we get to just worship Him all the time with everything, uh, with the way that we take care of ourselves, with the way that we help others, um, man, with the way we work our jobs to just worship Him. It's so, so good. For by the power of the eternal Spirit, Christ offered Himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. That is why He is the one who mediates a new covenant, like the glue holds it together between God and people, so that all who are called can receive the internal inheritance God has promised them. The internal inheritance, the forever inheritance, all these promises, oh, it's good. We're, we're probably going to get into some more of those in this. We're going to keep going though. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under the first covenant. The penalty of the sins. People going to jail, prison, dying, sickness, being filled with hate, being filled with guilt, being filled with shame. To be free from all that, that's what he came for. We're not, we're not meant to live with that, man. Um, and this, like, he's getting me with this here, too. Um... Because this, I've, I've seen this not only in my own life, but also in other people's lives come into effect with actually like the, the legal system, the court system. I was on probation for, um, for um, possession of a fifth degree controlled substance. So I, I had drugs in my car, basically. I was pulled over by a, a police officer and, um, and I, I 
had, had gone to jail for it initially, and I went back again to serve out the sentence, and then I, I went back another time for violating my, um, my agreement of, of probation, and then uh, I was supposed to be on for like another several years. And I felt like God was calling me to go to Australia, and when you're on felony probation, you can't leave uh, the country, let alone the state, without a written agreement to leave the state, and you can't leave the country at all. Um, and I get signed up to go to this school in Australia, and I'm still on probation. And I'm working my butt off, like working like 100-hour weeks to save up money to go to Australia. And the time comes, and it's uh, it's about 10 days away, and I'm still on probation. And I can't leave the state, I can't leave the country, I can't go anywhere. But God's telling me we're going, man. Um, and... And I go in for my probation meeting, and this is like the one where, like, she's like, "All right, it's I, I still don't know if it's gonna happen, or we're we're gonna see." And 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 going into this, uh, God's just telling me yes, but the whole world's telling me no. You still need a passport. You still need a visa. School starts at this time. You're not gonna make it. You still might run out of money. You really don't have that much money, and you can't leave the state, and you can't leave the country. You can't get on an airplane. And I go into the probation meeting. And she starts crying, I start crying. It was a yes, they let me go. I get the passport, get the visa, get on the plane, go to Australia, go to Africa, go to Indonesia, um, go to all these countries. Uh, just worshiping God, man, making him known. It was just bam, Holy Ghost showed up, brought about the reality of the finished work in my life. Um, that's what we have in him, man. <laughs> For Christ died to set us free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under that first covenant. All of them. We're going to keep going here. Yeah. This is, um, this is going to be more on kind of what we just went through, but I think there's going to be some new things um, uh, brought to light here for you as well. So, um, yeah, and if, if, it ever, if it ever feels like we're going over the same thing um, several times, and it's kind of like, um, like man, this is repetitive, it's, it's on purpose. Because, <laughs> like, because it's like, it's what we need, man. We need to get blasted with this uh, every day. I'm not saying like, listen to this podcast every day. Uh, but, I, but I am saying get with the Lord and get filled up and stay full every day. Because it's the place where we're meant to live in, man. Um, yeah. So, chapter 10, Christ's sacrifice once for all. The old system under the law of Moses, was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come. Not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under this system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. If they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped for the worshipers would have been purified once for all time, and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. Oh man, he he said he said the word feeling there. He said the word feeling, not just like the, um, like he's he's talking about like even like the temptation going away. Um, 
And we, we will face temptation until we're dead. That's a promise. Look it up. I don't know where it is. Um, but he's, he's talking about, man, the, 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 the guilt that we feel. Um, and, and this is interesting, too. I'm not sure if this translates to shame or not. I think it probably does here. Um, but, like, feeling bad about the things we've done. Um, feeling guilty, which uh, rightfully we should because we've all done really messed up stuff. But then God, boom, loves us completely comes and finishes everything on the cross, gets nailed to it, it's gone. Um, I don't really know where I was going with that. I'm going to read it again, though. And their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. So it didn't work in the Old Covenant. Now we get that. That's ours today, man. Um, that not only not only can, if, if we do feel guilty about something we've done in the past... Um, and I, I, sh I still do, man. I'll, I'll still get feelings of guilt. Something will still come up, um, like about like bad things that I had done in the past. And, um, and right then I'm just, Father God, thank you for loving me. I thank you. That's not who I am. I thank you. I'm a new creation, God. I thank you that the old things pass away. All things have become new, God. You love me. I thank you um, that, man, I got good things to look forward to. And right now, God, I have everything I need in you. And, um, and that feeling of guilt, God, is so alive and not who I am. And just acknowledge him when that happens, you guys. Um, that's that's how we do it. That's how we, we, we take that thought captive. Um, it's really good. It's really, really good. Um, but then God, then this, this is what stuck out to me with this, um, is because he's, he's saying, and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. So what's he, what's he kind of hinting at here? Is that like that, um, that temptation, that feeling is eventually going to go away. And God's just showing me now. He's like, he's like, man, that's, that's, that's happening. And that's happening in my life. You guys, um, there's kind of like an embedded promise in this right here. Um, and it's, it's really good. Like just thinking about it now, like the, the things that I used to feel guilty about, um, those, those, that temptation, that, that nasty devil thought that's not real, that doesn't, uh, doesn't really come anymore. Um, and like I said, there's still things that'll come up, um, but just coming against that in Jesus' name, uh, it's, it's not like it's a problem, but, um, he's literally, he's changing my nature. This is what he does, you guys. Uh, we might go into that in a second here because it, it talks about that in, in, in First Peter, um, taking on the, the divine nature of the Lord. And it uses the word partakers. We become partakers in the divine nature, and it rhymes. Um, so I like some dope rap song from heaven. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's so, man, it's really good. All right. Um, but instead, those sacrifices actually reminded them of their sins year after year. They constantly had to go in and they'd tell the priest and the priest would do this. Um, for it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. That is why when Christ came into the world, he said to God, You did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you have given me a body to offer. You are not pleased with burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. Then I said, Look. I have come to do your will, O God, as it's written about me in the scriptures. Mm. Stop offering God animal sacrifices. 
<laughs> it probably doesn't look the same way today. You're probably not going into a huge tent in your yard and then into the most inner room of it and killing animals and, and, and doing this stuff with blood. But um, what you are doing, and if this fits you, if the shoe fits you, kick it off. If it doesn't, Father God, thank you for loving me. I thank you this isn't me, but this is really on my heart. Stop reading your Bible to try and get right with God. Stop praying. Stop praying when you make a mistake. Like, oh God, will you please forgive me? I've been so wrong. Will you just, will you please forgive me, God? I'm such a terrible person in this and this and this and that. He has forgiven you. It's finished. It's nailed to the cross. Thank him for that. Father God, I thank you that I am forgiven. I thank you that I am free. I thank you that I am healed. And this thing that just happened, God, I'm not acknowledging. I'm not like, I'm not ignoring it, God. But the reality is that I am forgiven and that's not who I am. I thank you I'm a son of God, daughter of God, whatever you have going on. And, um, <laughs> and, and God, and God, that's all there is to it. You absolutely love me. I am forgiven. I am free, God. I'm free from sin in Jesus' name. I'm free from the effects of sin. I'm free from the awareness of sin in Jesus' name. Shalabadara. And you just go with that, man. Don't offer those animal sacrifices. There's still people doing it. Um, not really animals involved anymore, but I hope you get what I mean. Don't do it. Oh, for Christ said... You did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings or burnt offerings or other offerings for sin, nor were you pleased with them, though they are required by the law of Moses. Then he said, Look, I have come to do your will. He cancels the first covenant in order to put the second into effect. For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. I'm going to read it again. That's ours right now. For God's will was for us to be made holy. Say this with me. God, thank you for making me holy. Thank you for the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. That's enough. <laughs> for God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Under the old covenant, the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away sins. But our high priest offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. It's enough. <laughs> it's been paid, man. <laughs> this is not the monthly renewal plan. This is not the annual renewal plan. This is not the uh, $12.99 for three years. No way. Our high priest offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Then he came down in the place of honor at God's right hand. There he waits until his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. For by the one offering, he forever made perfect those who are being made holy. That tripped me out right there. So I looked it up. And I asked God. And um, 
I'll tell you what he showed me. <laughs> so we, we looked up the verse, we looked it up. So I typed into my Google, chapter Hebrews 10, 14, lexicon. You type it in like that on Google. You type in the verse, you type in lexicon, L-E-X-I-C-O-N. It's going to give you the original translation um, and, and what it means. So, forever made perfect. For by that one offering, he forever made perfect those who are being made holy. And when I looked up that forever made perfect in the lexicon, it, it put it as he has perfected. And then that in Greek is teleo. And that means to bring to an end, to complete, perfect. It's a really good thing. <laughs> it's a really, really good thing. And I'm thinking, God, what about that other verse where Paul's saying, I've not yet been perfected, but I press on towards the upward prize and, and, and this whole thing. Um, and, and God's like, Jordan, what this means is that we're here now. It's, it's, it's done, man. Uh, in your old life, there was always something. There was always, man, if I could just get this job, then everything will be okay. Man, if I could just get this uh, amount of money to buy this thing, everything would be okay. Man, if I could just get through this test in school, everything would be okay. Uh, if I could just get my car fixed, everything would be okay. Uh, if this, oh uh, man, if this, whatever it is, there's always this thing, right? There's always this lack. And God's like, man, that's done now. You've got it. You've got everything you need. And there's still a growing, there's still a maturing every day, yes. But you have everything you need. It's finished, man. You get to be free from guilt today. You get to be free from shame today. You get to be free from being stuck in the same place. Even in the same place you were in yesterday. I was Yesterday I had a good day. And the day before I had a good day. And the day before that I had a good day. And so on for quite a while. Um, but God wants more, man. God wants transformation, man. We, we get that. We get that in Him. Shaladara. It's like, it's, it's new every day. Oh, man, just the mercy of God every single day. Thank you, Father God. It doesn't mean make mistakes every day. It doesn't mean that. <laughs> it's not what I'm saying. You are clean. And the Holy Spirit also testifies that this is so, for he says, this is the new covenant I'll make with my people on that day, says the Lord. I'll put my laws in their hearts and I'll write them on their minds. And then he says, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. It's gone. He's never going to bring it up again. It's done. If you feel like he's bringing it up again, he's not. It's the devil. He's a liar. Talk to God about it. <laughs> uh, and when sins have, have been forgiven, there's no need to offer any more sacrifices. So don't do it. You stay out of that tent in the yard with your animals or out of your religious Bible reading or out of your religious praying, or your religious getting down on your knees in the morning, every single morning, um, unless that's really what God would have you doing. Uh, if it is, I just bless you and I speak life into that in Jesus' name. <laughs> Thank you, Father God. A call to persevere. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can, 
we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. Go right in every single day. It is for you. It is for you. It doesn't matter if it's in the morning. It doesn't matter if you're on lunch break. It doesn't matter if you just got off of work. It doesn't matter if you don't have a job. It doesn't matter if you've got school. And um, and and you, whatever this is, man, it doesn't matter if it's before bed. Go into that most holy place with God every single day. He lives inside of you. And he's excited to just spend time with you. Just you and him. Mono in mono. I think, I don't know what that means, that mono is one, mono is, I've heard it in a bunch of movies. So do that every single day, man. It is for you, it's the will of God. I'm not saying don't pray with your family, don't pray with your wife, don't pray with your husband, don't pray with your kids, whatever, that's a good thing too. But get that one-on-one -on -one time with the Lord every single day, it's for you. And not like every single day, like it's gotta be, like every day, I'm just, that's, Man, that's that's just what I'm doing right now. It's I mean we don't we don't read about Jesus going out every single day up to the mountain, um, but I'd imagine he probably got up and 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 spent some time alone with God before he did anything. Um, yeah, that's just what I think. <laughs> Maybe I'm right. <laughs> so we're gonna keep going here. Since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. God, thank you for making me clean. Thank you for washing me with pure water. I thank you that I'm a new man today. Just remember that when you feel guilty, when you feel ashamed, when something from the past tries getting you like a devil it is, um... Remember that. God, I'm clean. I've been washed. Speak that. Talk to him, not the devil. There, I mean, I'm not saying like there's not a place for like the, the binding and rebuking. Like there is. Um, but like to be like caught up in that, it's like basically just like um, if that's all we're doing, it's kind of just like worshiping um, the wrong way in a sense. Like I'm not saying like it like. I, I, I hope that I hope that's uh, clarified and, and, and God made some sense of that to you um, yeah in Jesus name I just speak revelation there that uh, whatever God you're trying to explain from inside of me would make it outside of me and into uh, the heads of the people listening to this let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we receive knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. There is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. For everyone who refused to obey the laws of Moses was put to death without mercy 
on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Just think how much worse the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God and have treated the blood of the covenant which made us holy as if it were common and unholy and have insulted and disdained the Holy Spirit who brings God mercy to us. For we know the one who said, I will take revenge. I will pay them back. He also said, The Lord will judge his own people. You know how we, we don't have to worry about that? Um, is to is to like stay in a place of communion with God, sharing our intimate thoughts and feelings with him all the time, and then he shares his with us and um and we're not even thinking about that stuff. <laughs> oh, it's really good. It is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Think back on those early days when you learned about Christ. That was so that that first part was like kind of the the end of what we were just talking about and then it's this is like a different kind of vibe to it. So think back on that on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful even though it meant terrible suffering. <clears throat> sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten, and sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail, and when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. How do we get patient endurance? We get around some things that are um, uh, about the opposite of patient and um, completely nasty trials and um and the devil and in the middle of that god uh gives us that patient endurance and grows us and does amazing things <laughs> then you will receive all that he's promised for in just a little while the coming one will come and not delay and my righteous ones will live by faith but i will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away but we are not like those who turn away Say that. God, I'm not like those who turn away. I'm a son of God, daughter of God. God, you love me. God, I'm sold out on you. God, I want you and I want to want you more. Shalitirabas. We're not like those who turn away from God to their destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. Say this with me. God, I am a faithful one. God, I am a faithful one. God, I am a faithful one. My soul will be saved. My soul will be saved. My soul will be saved. Yeah. It's really good. If that confused any of you right there at the end, like our spirit saved, reconnected with God, we got the Holy Ghost in us, but our soul is undergoing constant transformation uh, until it's done. 
and were perfected. Um, which, as the way it sounds, isn't going to happen while we're here. But we're going to get a little bit closer every single day. Thank you, Father God. I just speak the spirit of revelation, God, over everybody listening to this, God. Um, man, that in the midst of trials and fire and whatever uh, they, they got going on, God, that, um, man, you just grow them. Just divine wisdom I speak over them in Jesus' name, God. Um, yeah, God, you're so good. You so love us. And I thank you that all you do is good all the time. Worship the Lord today. Sing songs, man. Just sing songs of praise to Him. Just stay in contact with Him all day. Just, like, acknowledge Him. Like, if, you're, if you go to the bathroom at school or work or wherever you're at, just, like, just like while you're peeing, just acknowledge Him. God, thanks for loving me. Thank you for freedom, God. Thank you I get to be here. You're awesome. If there's other people in the bathroom and you don't want to trip them out, you can just do it in your head. It's fine. <laughs> God loves you. Oh. Stay close with him all day. That's what he wants. That's the place we're meant to be in. Shout out Avaseke. Thank you, Father God. Bless you guys. <laughs>